You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hey guys, welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Danica, and today Riley and I are sitting down with Riley's friend from back home, i.e. New Zealand, Shivani. Shivani is a Kiwi gal who strives to live her most outrageous life. She's gone through a huge journey of self-love, losing 16 kilograms, a little over 35 pounds for us North Americans, and finding her confidence through Samba, shaking in a bikini on stage on the weekends. Fueled by her drive to live her most authentic life and tired of the constraints of her lawyer day job, she sought out for more and somehow found her way on The Bachelor New Zealand. So we're sitting down with her today to chat all things dating on screen and what it was like being on a dating reality show. This one is a lot of laughs. Some things I didn't know about dating on TV. And yeah, just some really good takeaways. So you guys are really going to enjoy it. So here you go. Joining us, Shivy. Thanks for having me. How are you? It's so nice to hear like another Kiwi accent. Right. Last time we talked like this, I was planning to come see you and that didn't happen clearly. I know. Well, the pandemic. Uh, But you guys are doing pretty well over there. You guys are COVID free, eh? Yeah, we're we're free, running around, doing all the things. <laughs> oh my gosh, so coughing on everyone. Is this what my Kiwi accent sounds like? Yeah, your accent sounds so cool, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel so outnumbered now. Jack <laughs> is like sitting here pouting. Um, I feel like mine's really soft now, but I mean, I'm sure, like as this podcast goes on, uh, I'm gonna start like picking up my old Kiwi accent talking to you. <laughs> I think probably. I think you're pretty similar, but I think I'm just so used to your accent that like I'm with you all the time. I start saying stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, hey, you're not Kiwi, stop. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to talk to you about this. I feel like I've saved up all of my um, questions about your experience on the show for this podcast, and I have tried to keep uh, some of the questions pretty. Uh, generic because as as important as I think my home is I'm sure a lot of the listeners have not seen uh the New Zealand version of The Bachelor (laughs) (laughs) people didn't even know there was yeah honestly honestly no offense um (laughs) well yeah we'll just jump right in then okay so first question I need to ask is can you explain what The Bachelor is because I don't think I've ever watched no that's not true I've watched, like, when they come out of the car and they do stupid shit. I've watched, like, 20 minutes of that um, for the American one. But I'm not really familiar with, like, the process of The Bachelor and what it really is about. So for those of our listeners who are somewhat like me, can you explain what The Bachelor is? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, The Bachelor is basically there is one guy and there is 22 girls and he will have a rose. Like, he has roses that he needs to give out and – a girl goes home every every week, every night, however they do it. So basically it's one guy dating a whole lot of women and women fighting for one man. Isn't that just like dating in 2020? I said, this is like Vancouver. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I would, I would like offer myself to be in the position I'm already feeling most of us are in, but um, it's a, it's a huge thing. People love the bachelor. So that's dope that you were on it. Uh, so a lot of us, I think, have considered being on any type of reality TV show, um, but what actually prompted you to go for it and do it? 
yeah, how I ended up on The Bachelor was a little bit different because I was, if they had asked me to go on The Bachelor flat out, I would have just said no. But I applied to be The Bachelorette and I got to the end of that process. So it was down to me and the girl that they picked. And then when they told me no, obviously all those waves of rejection came through and then they asked me, oh, but we're doing The Bachelor. Would you like to go on that? And I was like, oh, no way. Like I wanted to be the main person that got all the attention. So <laughs> then somehow I was like, well, okay, I was maybe I'll just do it. So I kind of ended up going the other way around. Um, it was kind of like my consolation prize a little bit. <laughs> um, you went from getting 22 men to one man that you had to fight over. <laughs> With 22 women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I was kind of like, okay, well, now that's not the experience I sought out, maybe it'll be okay. And I also thought there is no way in little old New Zealand you're meeting anybody on your wavelength um, through dating apps and things like that. So I was like, if I'm this out there gal, I'm going to have to do something out there to meet somebody. Yeah, definitely. What was the auditioning process like for, I guess, The Bachelorette? Yeah, so you start with doing like you fill in all your details, a few pictures, and then you've got to do a one minute video of why you think you're the, the one that should get 22 men to date from. Um, and then you go through like an interview process with, um, someone lower down the chain and then you do a psychology, um, assessment and then you end up in this big boardroom with about eight people ask for about a couple of hours of them asking you endless questions about why, again, you think you should be the main guy. <laughs> that seems like such a tedious process. Do you know if it was similar for The Bachelor or like what the auditioning process to get on The Bachelor as one of the women? Like, or were they all just from wanting to be The Bachelorette? Well, they didn't advertise The Bachelor in New Zealand. They advertised The Bachelorette. So, and they, so, basically all the women that were on there initially applied to be the bachelorette and there's always the few that get asked to go on but everyone that applied applied to be the bachelorette so there was um yeah so everyone there like started the process in that same way oh no way I feel like that's such a pulling one on you yeah (laughs) that's such like a tough way to cast but I guess like I don't know. I feel like I would also be more willing to sign up for the bachelorette than like one of the contestants on the bachelor. You'd rather be the bachelor. Exactly. Like, I feel like that's a thousand percent. I feel like it's a hard sell. So they almost have to like trip women into going on. Bamboozle. (laughs) I felt bamboozled because I would have never gone on the bachelor like that way. And, and it was hard because I had these waves of my, of the hit that it took to my ego because first obviously when I was waiting for the call I was like I've got this and then when I didn't I was like oh but that's okay and then so you have those waves of rejection then you're on the show and you're like oh I should have been the main person and then you're fine with it <laughs> then she, then the back where it gets announced and you go oh okay how do I feel about that now like you know so your rejection takes a few um yeah it comes in waves <laughs> Yeah, well, rejection is something that we're pretty, uh, pretty, pretty accustomed to now. Yeah, you don't even you don't even hear it anymore. Yeah. You're more shocked when someone says yes at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if, if sex works good for one thing, it's you get develop very very thick skin. 
Um, what is the average, I know a joke we make on the podcast a lot is that I'm pretty much like a grandma in the industry. And I feel like I'm also would be a grandma in like the dating scene. What is uh, the average age in these contestants? Like what was the age of the bachelor and the average yeah. woman? Woman. The bachelor's 30. Yes. Ew, he was fun. So old. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was a fresh 30. Um, yeah, I think he was 30. And then the girls roughly ranged from... 24 to about 33 and the bulk kind of sat at that 28 29 year old mark and there was one young one but um yeah so I was kind of the average age right and so the main idea of the bachelor is to get married to get a proposal at the end like to fall in love I'm sure but like what's the what's the this is where the New Zealand Bachelor is so different to like the US Bachelor one it runs on half the time so it's much shorter so this is being filmed over four and a half to five weeks not a couple of months or anything like that and Kiwis don't do this whole serious dating show thing so it is really much sold as a this is a way for you to find someone to date that we hope, but date seriously enough that you hope that later you'll get engaged and married. So there is no engagements or proposals on at the end of any season. And if you sort of look up the New Zealand bachelor, you'll see that it's very rare for there to be a match that results out of it because New Zealand is just weird, but there has been one successful match um, in the first season. So we're good. We're, We're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when the bachelor first came to New Zealand and it was like that, I remember it because like my mom and my aunties would like talk about how attractive he was. His name was Art Green. And I think he was like, what was his name? Art. Like art. Yeah. Green. Like, like painting. Like art classes. Yeah. And green, like the color you would paint grass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, such a, <laughs> that's such like a pen, pen um, name. <laughs> but him and his partner that he met on the show, who was the winner, uh, is are still together and like expecting a second child. But apart from that, like all the other four seasons, including the one that you were on, right? Like they're not together anymore. Yeah. No. And no one's together but there is on one of the seasons of the bachelor and the bachelor there is a couple from previous seasons that met and they're together and then i'm dating someone off the bachelorette that film straight after so we'll see yeah. oh. <laughs> it's both in just like rejection city love is a lie <laughs> anyway <laughs> is the bachelor as big like there's like bachelor nation right and like the podcast i always shout out you up podcast have us on anyway <laughs> I try every episode. Please acknowledge me. Um, You Up Podcast, they have like a whole thing on Betches about Bachelor Nation and they have entire podcasts dedicated to The Bachelor and and they're just like crazy Bachelor fans. Is that how it is in New Zealand or is New Zealand not not to like be like, you're showing shit. (laughs) But is is that how it is in New Zealand? Is it as big as it is? Nothing is as big in New Zealand as it is in America. Yeah, Americans are Signs bigger. Signs like I mean. rugby. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I would, I'd like to say it's probably like 15%. And the, way, and the way it's so different is I feel like in America, you'd the fame train would last a lot longer. Whereas here it's like, you know, you get your like month and then it's like, who, who, are, you, who, who are you again? Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be long yeah, forgotten is what you're saying. <laughs> You know, even lower than that down the alphabet. <laughs> okay. So next time we'll have to get an American bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so, okay, so what I'm gathering from The Bachelor and what I've seen of it is that the guy, if it's a bachelor, the guy has 22 girls he picks from, and each week or X amount of time, he picks and chooses which girls he wants to stay and which girls he sends home. And they get the little rose that is so iconic now. How much of a say does the actual bachelor have on who stays and who goes home? And is there a meaning in the order of the roses? We all get told different information depending on who you ask. So if you ask him, he will say that it's his choice, but then he doesn't pick the order of the roses. I don't agree at all. I think that they get told um, who, I think that he gets the final say in who gets to be eliminated. But my view is that you know, if he's got five girls that he's willing to send home, but they're only sending three tonight, they'll pick which three are going sort of thing. Um, there was no way I was going to go home until I had a date because they had invested too much time in getting to know me. So I knew before I went on that they want to use my backstory and things like that. So I was like, I'm good until I get a date, but I got the first date and I was like, Oh crap. I could now, I'm, I don't know. Cause I was like, I'll coast for a week, figure it out, see if I like whoever this dude is. Um, and then I got the first date and I was like, Oh, okay. That's going to really accelerate the process for me now. Cause I don't have anything to bank on. <laughs> You're like hiding in cupboards, trying not to get a date. You're yeah. like, <laughs> Must prolong this as long as I can. <laughs> um, so I watched the show but as I said, like, I know a lot of our listeners uh, probably have not. So to give some context, The Bachelor for the New Zealand version was a, was a musician, specifically a singer. And I remember that they did this big reveal of, like, who he was. Did any of the contestants actually know who he was or no. recognize him at all? I'm just, like, cutting around, I'm like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's, like, singing at bar mitzvahs. I, like, honestly, it was, like, watching the show, it was so obvious that they didn't know who he was. Oh, everyone that's awkward. Was just, like, everyone was just, like, oh. It's, like, cricket, cricket. <laughs> so did they tell you before so that you could act surprised or? No, they asked us in a private room, so do you know who he is? And everyone kept going, no. No, and someone thought he was a singer from another band. <laughs> that was not his band. That was funny. Um, no one knew at all who he was. I don't know if that made his ego take a bit of a hit as well, to be fair. Um, yeah. Because I had never heard of his – do we say his name? Band? Yeah, it's already out. What is his name? Do we know his name? Do you remember his name? <laughs> <laughs> Moses. <laughs> so he's That's an opera singer. His name is Moses. To do with it. Sorry? Like the genre of music would probably have something to do with it too. You've got a bunch of young women and he's an opera singer. Oh, that's kind of cool though. I was picturing this like wearing skinny jeans, like, you know, really like my like heartbroken singing in my parents' basement and bar mitzvahs kind of guy. <laughs> like <laughs> no one knows who he is. But oh, opera is pretty cool. cool. That's he's very, amazing very cool. for that. Yeah, opera is very, very impressive. Yeah, that's Moses. so embarrassing though. Being like, ladies, I mean, calm down. Yeah, don't don't get me. don't don't cream your pants. But I am the bachelor, and it's like dot dot dot. <laughs> There's nothing more embarrassing than people acting like you need to know who they are, and you're not having a fucking clue who they are. Honestly, I listened to a podcast today, and this uh, the girl who does a podcast. I guess she's like relatively well known. And she said she was, like, in, like, a lingerie store. And 
I guess, I think it's LA she's in, they've restarted using masks again. So she was like shopping lingerie store and she came out in like needing a different size of something. I think it was laundry store. Who the fuck cares? Anyways, and the lady was like, <gasps> and she was like, yeah, I, like, I was expecting her to be like, oh my God, it's you from this show. And then she was like, you need to put your mask on. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I was so embarrassed. I was ready to be like, oh, do you need an autograph? Like, <laughs> and the girl was like, you need to put your mask on this. <laughs> so like that does make me a little gleeful yeah. that like these people get like shot down a little bit. <laughs> um, what was, I know that we've had a little chat about like, uh, Moses himself, but what was your taste, Moses? Um, what was your takeaway of him as a person? I think he wasn't there to date anybody. Was my take. Mm. Um, I, I think that was very apparent from like instantly, and he definitely wasn't there to date me. Um, I knew that off the <laughs> off the bat, but um, I my observations were that the girl that came second when I started I was like there's about two two or three girls here he likes talking to there's only one he's attracted to and then the girl that came first she came in after I left but um you know at the time I was there I was like there's only one person here that you're physically attracted to and there's about two or three that you're kind of attracted to but like talking to um but he you could, it was just so obvious he was not there to date anybody so you just wanted to do it to get some recognition from his band then <laughs> Look, I don't know if it was part of his journey of putting himself out there or, or what, but that was that was my take, and I think I think that's right. <laughs> what um what what made it so obvious that he wasn't interested in dating the women that were there? Just for all the girls who are trying hard to date and need to know how to take those hints. <laughs> I mean, the, what's hard is there wasn't anything when I realized that was specific that I could pinpoint. Right, I just it was a vibe, and I just thought it was clear that. And he's a performer, but he was performing with us as well. Like he was an orator, right? So he knew how to talk as a show, but he wasn't there. So you could pick up on that straight away. And I had the first date, so it was abundantly clear. Um, So, you know, but then I came home without a rose. So there wasn't a way for me to communicate that to a bunch of women that this guy's not here for the right reasons without looking like I'm sour grapes. So I was like, no, no, he's really not. And then, you know, obviously people realized that later. But um, there was a strong reference to the use of the word calling it a game the whole time. And Kiwis do have this lax, chill attitude about, like, dating and what it is. And, oh, we don't want to talk about love and da-da. I was like, no, no, 22 women have come here in the hopes that potentially you might be all right. Um, (laughs) You can't – The bar is on the ground for men. (laughs) The bar is on the ground. (laughs) You know, like, you know, and so I was like – he kept calling it a game and this whole thing's a game. And I was like, you know, you of all people need to be taking it seriously because we only have one option here. Um, you've got 22 to pick from. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The use of the word game was a big one for me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you called him out on TV about that, didn't you? This is my proudest moment <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Do you tell? Um, yeah. So, no one really recognizes me and except for a few things. They might remember my entrance. They might remember me on the little Pascos ad, but they, if they have watched the show, they remember me for um, calling him out. basically. <laughs> so I had the first date, you know, it was fine. 
um, I made the most of a situation of someone that wouldn't make really eye contact with me unless the cameras weren't um, on me, you know. Um, Otherwise, you know, you make the best of a bad situation and any guy that was putting it on, you you can tell. And I was like, okay, cool, well, you're not interested. I'm not interested. Someone, some other guy's going to watch this and think that she's a bit of me. So I was like, I'll just pretend that that's going out there for the public, you know, but, um, progress, by the time I called him out, this is the night that I go home actually. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So by the time I go to call him out, um, I'd spent the most time with him out of anybody and he just repetitively called it a game. And I was just like, so over it at that point and also I just felt in my gut that if I didn't call him out I wouldn't be being authentic or true to myself because if I was in this situation with any other guy in a normal setting I would have called him out like well and truly so he starts talking we're sitting there he's calling it a a date he's asking me who I think my bottom three girls are I was like uh, 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 uh. I don't even know what you're looking for if you even like my company or anything plus you keep calling it a game I was like do you even know what you want why would I comment on at all who I think the bottom people are um when I don't even know what you're looking for and I went on for about 20 minutes didn't let him get a word in if you do watch the footage you won't even know what we're talking about because I just steamrolled him and then um but I just was so happy. I was like, oh, I feel free putting you in your place because you don't, you needed to be. Yeah, it was a glorious yeah. moment. And then you just went home that night and everyone's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the same episode that you left, someone just decided to quit too, right? Yes. And I think that had been brewing for a few days. So what I guess you don't see on the outside is it's all happening very quickly, but this, this person had been thinking about it for a few days and I think her getting the last rose was just the straw that broke the camel's back and she was like, no way. And it was the same thing for me. Of I had already, by the time that I had finished my conversation with him, I go straight into a, a video interview room where I talk about how ups, like upset or angry or happy or whatever you're feeling, you go straight into that. I come out of that room, I'm lining up for the roses. So I would have never self-eliminated myself without talking to the girl that I was closest with and at that point I'd been in the house for seven days and hadn't left so I was like okay I'll just see if I get to go on a fun date the next day then I'll go home home anyway but it's happening too fast for you to make a decision and so the girl that went home that had been something that she'd thought about three days prior a day prior and in that moment so then she was ready to make that decision to go yeah Mm. Moses sounds like a winner. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of the girls, um, what's the environment in a in a situation like that, especially like off camera? Are the girls catty? Are they super nice and supportive? It's interesting. Um, it's real interesting because we had a very kumbaya type of vibe, but I mean, you can see where the natural cracks are in that. But it was overall quite happy, healthy, and. And that I fortunately left before any of the drama unfolded because the intruders came in as I left. Um, so I got to avoid all the drama, but it was interesting seeing how when cameras are on versus not, how people were different for sure. And we had 14 girls to one bath shower, one toilet. So that was interesting. And then a few girls that got roses first got this sort of nice room in the house. And so there was like a little natural divide there. Um, 
everyone was very lovely. A lot of the girls already knew each other because it was New Zealand. So I knew one of the girls already. I, one of the others was a friend of a friend and then the other girls all kind of knew each other as well. So it was very Kiwi in that respect. Yeah. So obviously like in any bachelor scenario that I've watched, there's always like a lot of tears. It's typically over the guy was anything or like, was that at all authentic? Well, no one was crying about him. Any of the tears that came out were about girls, like our friends going home and things like that. As it got to the, as it got to the end, there was a couple of people that were well invested. My take was there was about five people at the very beginning that really liked him. And then at the end, there was about two or three. And so there was a majority of the women I think didn't like him, but I think were conditioned to think they should like him maybe more than they did. And I knew, I already knew, like, I, I felt like a bit of a dick, but I had, because of the way that I'd ended up in the process, I thought, okay, The Bachelor, 99% sure he's not going to be for me, but I'll get to meet all the guys from The Bachelorette if I go on this now. And I was supposed to be that person anyway. So I had this petty thing where I was like, well, that's how I'll meet them all. But I knew before, when when I was waiting in the car to come out, I knew when I met him and I knew straight away. And I could see other girls who wouldn't like him in a normal setting sort of being like, oh, but maybe. And I was like, this is what women do all the time. They're, you know, you don't like someone, but you're like, oh, but maybe. Like, don't settle. If you don't like someone, you don't like them. Like, that's fine. So, <laughs> so yeah, were the girls then just staying on The Bachelor for the show's sake, even if they had their mind up that they didn't like him? I feel like a few were coasting and I think that's fine if you haven't had a date and you're like, okay, well maybe when we've got some one-on-one time you might change. But yeah, I think, I don't think anyone really was like, wow, I really like him except for that's a very small portion of women. But I think it's fair if you've put yourself out there to go on the show that you're probably going to want to, you get a solo date to, to figure that out for sure in case, you know, you would probably want to just turn that stone over sort of thing and make sure. But I think a lot of the women that went home before getting a date would have been like, I kind of knew he wasn't for me anyway. Yeah. So this is the thing people say all the time about like in quotes, reality TV that, you know, it's all scripted. It's not reality. How much of the group dates and or the one-on-one dates is scripted and how much is actual like authentic? I think that, um, like he didn't pick me for my, my date for sure. He got told to pick me same every conversation he pulled me for, he was told to pull me for because I literally was finished talking to him and he would go, who do I pull next? And I'm, they're like, you can choose. And I'm like, you shouldn't really say that in front of me. Like, I don't care, but you know, that might really upset another person who thinks that you've pulled them for some one-on-one time and you haven't. And um, on our date, the cameras are really pretend that they're not there. So you do get to talk. They might encourage a question or two. Like the, I remember the producers shouting out, ask her why she's here, you know, because, um, you know, trying to lead the conversation to, you know, go where it should naturally go. Um, but, yeah, and they might get you to re-say something called redo something. But uh, I feel like the conversations itself were quite whatever you want it to be. But, Yeah. What was it like when the cameras were not rolling? 
I think that was a free for all. So that's when you're grabbing your best buddy and going for a walk or a run away from everybody else and saying what you want to say. Um, I mean, the, the microphones are on you like all day. So like from 9am to like 9pm at night, you know, it's, it's full on. Um, you can take them off if you're like showering or like things like that. And, and but they'll come for you. Like I remember. <laughs> they'll find you. They're, they're on it. So there's this one episode and you don't get to see it, but I'm wearing this beautiful lilac silky, silky dress, but it's a hot as day. And I sweat stained through that whole thing and they could not get it out at all. So I've got this huge patch like around my bum that looks like, <laughs> it just looks so bad. So I ended up pulling my dress up cause it was a high split and just sitting like on my bum on the chairs. And I ended up, flashing like the bachelor as well so he did get to see my bum that you won't see on tv because there was no way for me to get up without showing it to either him or the camera and I was like well obviously I'm not showing it to the camera so the next day I'm in another silky dress and I go oh for the love of god stop putting me in these silky dresses clearly like it's going to be a disaster and um another girl was in a silky dress so we decide to shower just before we get in to get all the sweat off but you know she's peeing and, and doing the other thing in the toilet next to me while I'm showering because close quarters, no time, one shower, one toilet. And they come running in because we've both got our mics off and we're together thinking that we've gone to talk all this crap that they're not going to get on camera. And then the producer comes in. She's on the toilet doing a number two. I'm in the shower washing. We're doing exactly what we said we'd be doing, but her face was just like, what's going on here? But they just like, we were gone five minutes. And they were like running in, like to oh, check on us. They were like, "Go get them! <laughs> Don't let them shit yeah, without us being there." That's hilarious. Oh my god! Yeah, because you always hear about it being really intense, but like, I would have thought that you would have some breaks, you know? And yeah. Re- there is a psychological come down because it is full on. Like there was reverse anxiety for sure, and I wasn't even on it that long, and I wasn't even invested. So I was like, I couldn't imagine what the girls at the end were feeling like that really cared, you know? So you said the mics were on you from 9am till 9pm. Did you guys have like big gossip sessions from like 9.01? All of the fun would happen before. So morning walks were great time. And late night spas were a great time because otherwise you're, you know, you're putting it on the whole day and that's so tiring and you can't say anything. You're kind of like constantly going like this to your microphone going. And that was the same thing the night I wanted to go home. I was mid telling one of the girls what happened and I was like, I'll tell you after like properly, but I didn't want to say it on the mic. So, you know, there's all of that's always just weighing on you of, oh, I better not say it right now. My God, we would be so shit at this. Oh, my God. I'd be like, yo, this fucking goof. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> would, st- would we be able to stay on for the drive? Oh, yeah, we would 100% be able to compose it because we've had, you know, seven plus years in sex work to, to maximize on that. But <laughs> and laughing at terrible jokes and stroking men's egos. <laughs> um, yeah, really. Uh, so you mentioned the comment about stroking the ego though, because that's exactly what it felt like. It's like, you know, you can stay here if you're willing to play to that, but you've got to decide, are you there for yourself or are you like, what are you there to achieve? And I think if you're there to get something different out of a show, like, you know, fame or whatever, then you can 
play to that and you can manipulate and try stay longer. And that's, you know, that's what you can do. So it's, it's interesting, the social dynamics of it. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I think like, I know from the people I've seen that be on the bachelor, like when they have like the Instagram, they come up as like bachelor, Nick or bachelor, whatever. It's very, very rare that I see a bachelor where I think to myself, that's my type, or I would be like smitten by him at first sight. And so, yeah, part of me definitely wonders, like, out of these 22 women, how many women are actually physically attracted to this human? Like, and, yeah, I think that's definitely a part of it having to be like, you're not my type, but I'll pretend you're my type to stay on the show. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, yeah, it's it's bang on. And there there's two sides to it. There's what's touched on, and then the other side is uh, – it's hard because some people get caught up in the process and then they don't realize. So uh, there was one girl who told me that um, in the show that she liked him. And then a week after she got eliminated, she goes, I actually didn't, I don't know why I thought I did. And so you can also get caught up. So there's definitely two sides of it. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Uh, so you said before that you were able to meet the contestants on the bachelor rant. Were you guys like yes. in the same house or like, how did you know that you were going to meet them? Well, we didn't. It all happened off the books where it wasn't supposed to happen. So they had planned like a mini Bachelor in Paradise for us where we were all supposed to meet each other um, um, later, which did air. But we already all met each other after we got eliminated. So we were like all hanging out and stuff when we weren't meant to know each other and quote marks. Um, So by the time the reunion came up, we were all kind of like, nice to meet you but we'd already all spent most of the summer together (laughs) right yeah was everyone invited to the bachelor in paradise or just like a select few it wasn't everybody not everyone came and they um, probably left off a few people that they should have um brought in actually but um yeah no they didn't invite everybody because they could only have enough for one season so they had to pick and choose who could actually be there right So for those who don't, i.e. me, follow The Bachelor. So you go on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and then they take, like, the losers on those shows and bring them on to a Bachelor in Paradise show where it's male and female? Yeah, but this was different, again, because it's New Zealand. So it was just a mixer. So we had they did the tell-all, which is, like, the reunion, and then they had, like, a barbecue pool day where we all, like, mix and mingled sort of thing. So that was there was no way they could ever do a bachelor in paradise in New Zealand. It's just too small. It's not big enough, but they did like a mingle thing, which was supposed to be like, Oh, here's the two seasons all meet each other. See what happens sort of thing. Ah, okay. So love flourished for you. (laughs) (laughs) So how has um, being on a dating TV show uh, changed your personal dating life? So what happened the day that I got eliminated is And as I said earlier, it felt like I needed to speak my truth and call them out and my journey had run its course. And it sort of felt like everything kind of lined up because the date that the girls were on that morning, they had brought in a guest chef who was a contestant on The Bachelorette, which we didn't know at the time. We just thought he was a guest chef. So I wasn't on this date at all, but I go home and that's the same day that he was around. And so the next morning when I caught my flight, me and him were sitting next to each other on the plane and the girl that self eliminated actually knew him. So it facilitated all of us talking and, and all of that. So 
then yeah, now I'm dating that guy. So it's worked out great for me. Got to my plan A was meet one of the guys off the bachelorette anyway. So it just happened straight away as I went home. So um, <laughs> everything aligned for me. Yeah, but it's quite funny because who knows if it like yeah, it's just funny. It's funny how that all works out because then yeah, <laughs> anyway, went home with the guy <laughs> anyway. <laughs> suck to suck, Moses. <laughs> how um how long have you been with this partner then for um so we would have gosh when did that all end we it would have been november yeah november last year okay so almost a almost a year then yeah well let's not put any dates considering this is like pre-recorded yeah (laughs) could be a year just coming shy of yeah then that's the best answer yeah (laughs) crazy um, a quick comment you said about the going on the dates and stuff. And I was going to say this earlier. Something that always blew my mind too is when people are like, oh my God, the dates are so cool. Oh my God, he's so romantic. It's like, you know, he didn't plan that date, right? You know, he didn't pay for that fucking oh date, my right? <laughs> what? Thank you so much for doing all of this to me and organizing this. No, no, no. You no, I didn't think I thanked him. I was like this. I thanked the producers. Yeah. Um, I was like, I know that you didn't organize this. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> right? Why does he get all the credit? He literally just was told when to show up and like brushed his teeth. That was like the extent of it. Like, <laughs> I also think that I, other than the girls that did hometown visits, I think I got the best date because I think I got the most of our our season's budget because the way that it happened is they did the bachelorette and then the bachelor back to back. So I think whatever they had, I think their budget would have been bigger for the bachelorette. And so I got to go on a helicopter date through this beautiful part of New Zealand. Um, you know, the next date after me, I think was like a jet ski. So <laughs> I clocked it. <laughs> I got the good day. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what was the worst date that you heard of? I think the the worst date was they did like some scavenger hunt. Like, so there was six girls, three groups of three, and they had to like go to all these sites around the area that we were living in. And then they, but the winner didn't get to spend any time with Moses. So like he was at one of the stops on the scavenger hunt, but only one girl got to spend like a little bit of time with him. So the date was very much like the girls having a date. And then, like, he wasn't part of it. Like, the sounds, one girl spent... Like, yes, I was going to say, it sounds like a good thing. Moses sounds like a dud. <laughs> <laughs> but it was strange. It was like, okay, like, you're not getting... You just kind of got a day out of the house. So I was like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch your legs. That's definitely the lower budget. The lower budget date. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So what would you say has been your biggest takeaway from being on the show? I think, uh, for me it was really for a confidence thing for me. So for me, I found for my confidence, it was really good, you know, just getting myself out there and not sort of feeling like there's any getting rid of all those limiting beliefs that you can't do this. Oh, I could never like getting rid of those thoughts and just going, okay, I'm just going to go for it. I think yeah, it gives you a new confidence and a new power to be like, I can do whatever I want and it applies to everything. Um, yeah just not limiting yourself for sure all right so if the bachelor nation called you up again today and asked you to do it all over again would you do it if 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 i wasn't dating somebody 
No, put him in the contest. Make him fight everyone for it. Let's put this so I would never, um, I would do it all again going back in, in time. I hope if I ever got called, I would never need to say yes because I'd hope I'd be in a relationship because that's the point of these shows, um, you know. So I would say right now I'm good. But, um, yeah, I'd hope if I ever got that call, I'd be like, no, I'm fine. I'm dating somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother me that's again. Like, and Shivani, reoccurring guest, fifth time in the house. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, is you don't want to need to go on a show again if you've been on one, right? So I'm hoping that I got out of it what I needed to get out of it. You don't want to be going on again. If you're going on again, you're like, oh, crap, it's not a good thing. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Would you, now that you've been on a reality TV show in general, are there any other ones that you would want to go on? Oh, I'm born to go on Survivor. (laughs) I'm obsessed. (laughs) No, I, I 100% would. I feel like now you're now you. I, I'm more open now than I was before. I had um, a lot of reservations, and now I'm like, cool. I'd definitely do this. Oh, all right. So we have some listener questions for you, and because we had a lot of questions ourselves that kind of overlapped with listener questions, we pulled out three of them that we thought were good. So the first one is, how did you decide what outfits to bring? Did you have to purchase twelve different gowns? They provide the gowns, but all your day-to-day outfits, you pick yourself. Oh, I would so go nice. just for the gowns. That's 100%. Did you get to keep <laughs> any of them? To, like, we did get to try on some of the gowns and pick some that we liked, the first three, and then they pick from there. So then you don't get to say. Oh, do you get to keep any of them? No. <sighs> Oh, that's yeah. shitty. Do you get to keep any of the jewelry? I, I bought the one that I wore on the reunion though. Cause I saw it on like a secondhand like sale and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> all I think is like Reese Witherspoon. Did you guys ever hear this? In uh, Legally Blonde, she got to keep all of the shoes and she got like 20 something pairs of Louis Vuitton, like um, of Louis Vuittons and like Jimmy Choo's and like everything. Apparently they did that's you dirty. Unreal. They did you dirty. <laughs> yeah. Boys got to keep the, some of their suits, but that's because oh. I guess, yeah, I don't know. We got we got done bad. <laughs> but you and you had your sweaty ass in your gown, and you couldn't keep it. Yeah. <laughs> right, that should have been mine at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you claimed it. <laughs> Next listener question here: What did you do while the cameras weren't rolling? Oh. Um, I think we touched this a little bit before. They had a they had a sauna. I was a sauna and a spa. I was just there constantly and just running around doing weird stuff because then you could. So that was just like being extra free, like outrageously free because you can't do that. Like I felt very prim and proper on the show because I was like always putting on my best face. And as soon as the cameras were off, it was just like you know running around like hoodless chickens basically. <laughs> Um, I remember that there was one contestant on your season who, and I swear to God, this would have been me if I was on it, was like her face, she could not control her facial expressions and they were just exactly what she was thinking. And it was (laughs) incredible to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm usually like that, but I tried to, you know, tone it. Like I tried to not be scowling if we're just sitting in normal situations, cause I didn't want it to get edited out of context, but same thing of, I could not control my facial expressions when I was mad. And that's exactly how it showed on the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and the last listener question here, 
Was there anything that you filmed that you were worried about your family seeing? I can't imagine dating in front of a camera and having my parents see me trying to get the D. I'd be mortified. Oh, that's so funny. I guess because it's New Zealand, you know, like no, there's not going to be an engagement at the end of it. So the odds of you kissing him are so slim. And I was like to my mum before I left, well, if I kiss him, I'll be pretty invested and pretty in it. So, you know, and, but I knew the odds of me even kissing him would be so slim. I wasn't too worried about what they were going to see on the telly just because it is so much, it's so mild in New Zealand compared to what you see on the American one. I definitely, um, yeah, wasn't worried at all. So it's quite a bit different than too hot to handle. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. We talked about this, I guess a while ago Very now. Different. Yeah. And we were like, man, we would be so good at that show. <laughs> it is so easy not to kiss dirty little men. <laughs> if it was a bunch of women, I yeah, know. I'd we'd have more trouble. Just struggle. <laughs> um, was a Kiwi just on too hot, the new too hot to handle. I'm yes. pretty sure. Yeah. She did good. She, like, mostly kept herself out of trouble. She's a blonde one? Yeah, she left. She chose to leave after that, like, fucking loser. Which one? And she's also a lawyer. That's why it piqued my interest. Yes. Yeah, she was. I like it. All right, before we let you go, we have three rapid-fire questions that we ask all of our guests. Mm -hmm. The first one, what is one thing on your sexual bucket list that you haven't done yet but you want to try? (laughs) Um, Oh... She's going to think twice about sharing Um, this with her friends now. (laughs) (laughs) I know that actually where I just went. Um, Threesome. (laughs) Do you care if it's two guys or two girls? No, I want two guys. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's on my list too. (laughs) Next one. What is one thing you've tried sexually that you won't be doing again? Hmm. I don't know if I want to answer that on the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, who am I actually going to have listening to this? Hmm. I actually, I actually haven't tried a lot. So there's... <laughs> <laughs> she, couldn't even, she, couldn't even, she couldn't even get the lie out. <laughs> there's, there's one entrance that will not be entered again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mom. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening, mother. Um, and your last one here. As long as you get a Kiwi on the show, see, this is this is exactly what happens. are like, oh, no, I can't answer that if we get a Oh, my God. We have people be like, I don't really want to get piss in my mouth again. Like, I don't really want to like Yeah, that time they sh- shit in my eye a little too much. <laughs> And the last one here. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Oh, oh I'd probably not often a good conspiracy theory knowing me and then just watch everyone's faces go. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that on this podcast. <laughs> we don't want to lose we listeners. Have <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Shivani. It's been a blast. It's very cool to hear the perspective of someone actually on The Bachelor. And we're very happy that you found some love on it. You know, weird roundabout off way. It. <laughs> on it and off it. Off it. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find you, Shivani? And where can you watch the New Zealand version of The Bachelor? So I'm at Shivy underscore on Instagram. I honestly have no idea where you'd watch the show. You'd have to find some little streaming site probably to see it um 
yeah, no, I, I, I think only our Kiwi friends will be able to get onto the show, unfortunately. Yeah, DM me, I'll send you the link. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find it for you guys. Awesome. Where can people find you, Riley? You can find me on Instagram at Van City Riley. Awesome. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at five zero plus a tip or email at five zero plus a tip at gmail.com. Slide into the DMs, email with questions, comments. We love getting them. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful week and happy whoring. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Positive is brought to you by Bright Future. Bright Future is a Canadian-owned company that makes all-natural, premium-quality microdosing products. Their products are designed to stimulate focus, creativity, energy, and boost your mood while decreasing stress and inflammation in the body. Check them out on Instagram at get.brightfuture and on their website, getbrightfuture.ca. Use the code TIP15 at checkout to get your discount. That's T-I-P-1-5 to get your discount. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural, cruelty-free skin and hair care company that will have you looking and feeling your absolute best. Use their code TRULYPLUSATIP for 10% off your online order. Temptations Avenue Lingerie is a Canadian-owned lingerie brand with a variety of styles, ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use code TIP25 to get 25% off your entire order. That's tip two five. Loveify is a Canadian brand that is focused on self-love and pleasure. They're all about empowering women and encouraging them to express their sexuality openly in a judgment-free environment. Click the link in 50 Plus a Tip Instagram and use code 50 Plus a Tip to get 10% off your order. That's 50 Plus a Tip to get 10% off.